Yeah, 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 I'm gonna call a friend of you right now. Bing bong boom. Bap, bap, bap. Hey. What it do? Mm, I don't know. Remember when people used to say that? Be like, what it do? Uh, <clears throat> I don't think, uh, I don't think I ever said that. Really? I don't think. I feel like that was a thing. People would say, what it do? I mean, no. we should bring that back. No. It could be a thing. It, <laughs> it could be. What it do. What it do, yo. You never did that? Uh, no. Damn, dude, you're not cool like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe it was like a, no, you're, you're a Southern person. So maybe it was a California thing. Sounds like not a here thing. Whatever. What? So anyways, what it do? How you doing? What it do? I got kind of stoned last night dude you're turning into a little <laughs> tish the dish i mean she's here in my basement she's a terrible influence honestly your stoner mom lives in the basement it's like a it's like the really funny sitcom i know it should be a show it should be actually genius somebody sent a question into the other podcast sorry we're stoned and was like brandy i just want to hear like your story of like the first time you got caught smoking weed and like how much trouble did you get in and all that and i wanted to be like um role reversal i'm the one that caught my mom smoking weed when she was keeping it from all of us and i didn't even try weed until this year i want to hear that story it's not like a very vivid story i just remember my mom was so against it for so long like i'm yeah. pretty sure my dad hid it from her their entire relationship Obviously, like, then, like, Trace and Miley started smoking, like, a while ago, and my mom, like, hated it. Like, she was not okay with it. And and Noah, like, when she was really young, Noah hated it and was really against it because my mom was and all this stuff. And then I'll never forget the day Noah found a box of, like, weed paraphernalia, like, hidden in my mom's closet. <gasps> and she was – and it was, like, none – and no one else lived at home. Like, everybody had moved out. So And it was just her. And she was, like <gasps> – is mom smoking weed? And it was like this huge thing. Noah was so upset and of course confronted her about it because that's what Noah does. And then once my mom got caught, she was like, all right, well, I guess this is out in the open now. And then she just started being an out of the closet stoner. <laughs> and here we are. How did she respond? When I got caught with weed. My initial response was to deny it. Is that what your mom did? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was like, that's not mine. That's your dad's or yeah. whatever. And then eventually, like, she just had to own up to it. I think she got caught a few more times or something. I don't know. It was insane. That's, that's, that's so funny. Uh, it reminds me of my grandmother who's no longer with us. She didn't smoke pot, but she smoked cigs. Her house just smelled like an ashtray. Her car mm -hmm. smelled so bad, but she pretended like she didn't smoke. And she'd be like, we'd go stay with her, and she'd be like, all right, well, so I'm going to go to Vaughn's and pick up some things. Do you need anything? And we're like, you're not going to Vaughn's. So she would get in her car, which was called, which is a Mercedes called the Falcon 2 personalized Ooh. license plate. Because wow. her last name was Maltese. So Maltese Falcon, she thought that was fucking hilarious, which actually it was hilarious. And then it was pretty good. Yeah. And then and then actually when she got too old to drive, she gave me the car and I drove the Falcon 2 around Nashville. I bebopped around that thing forever. It was a great car. You did? Yeah. Anyway, so she would, we would go and catch her and she would just do hot laps around Culver City and just rip darts. <laughs> <laughs> and she would ash into a, like a cup. 
um, in the car. Then she would she would throw the cup out or whatever. And one day we were like a funeral or something. She'd go and like go and hide some cigarettes. And finally, I was like, Grandma, we all know you smoke cigs. Just ripped ours in front of us. You're 95 years old. We're like, I don't care. You know, like what does it matter now? Like ripped darts. And then she was just like, well, I don't smoke cigarettes. They're bad for you. And we we're like, yeah, you do. You reek like an ashtray. And then, and then I feel like it was the weight lift off her shoulders. And she just ripped darts in front of us. Oh, my God. So, you know what? Just live your life, man. Live your life. But also, like, don't smoke. C- cigarettes are bad for you. But they are. if you're a 95-year-old Portuguese woman, rip darts, dude. <laughs> if you want to rip darts at 95, rip darts. Yeah, I guess so. Which, by the way, so she passed away from Alzheimer's, so had nothing to do with lung cancer. So when cigarettes, yeah. So when we when she passed away, we were like autopsy. We need to know what them lungs look like. Mm -hmm. Clear as a whistle. No way. Clean as a whistle. Yeah. Same thing with my grandfather. My grandfather on my mom's side, Portuguese Vuzzy, he lived with us for a while. Dude, old people are fucking gangster. So he would live with us. (laughs) such a big personality guy and he had his spot at the table at the dinner table and he loved wine but he would drink it so much that my father would buy him jug wine like shitty jug wine and he would just have his own not a bottle a like portuguese jug wine just like shitty wine and he would just crush he would also have some of the nice wine that like my parents were having but then it was just like his jug wine and he passed away from, I think, from pancreatic cancer. So anyways, when he died, my father, mm-hmm. who's a doctor, like, ordered the autopsy. And he was like, got to know what the liver looks like. Like, what's happening there? Because the motherfucker was drinking jug wine <laughs> every night for the past, like, 40 years. And then he would go down to Clint Eastwood owns this restaurant and bar called the Mission Ranch in Monterey and Carmel. It's quite famous. And if you go to Monterey, you should go. Because, like, they have, like, old crooners get up uh, with the piano player and, like, sing old Frank Sinatra tunes. And he would go up there and he would croon and just, like, I feel like just take down blue hairs left and right. Anyways, the liver, clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. Dude, if you're old, rip darts and drink jug wine. That's terrible advice. But I feel like if you're old, you can do it. Can you not hear me? No, I muted you for a second because... Somebody's in the other room talking on the phone. I could hear it. Is it your roommate that lives in the basement? No, it's my friend Matt. He's in town. Is it your freeloading mom who's living in the basement? <laughs> is that insane? We were talking about, we've been on this kick about um, trying to buy land somewhere just as an investment. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why would I do that when I can live in the basement for the rest of my life <laughs> for free? I was like, oh, is this my future? It is. So when does she leave? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You're stuck, dude. Uh Uh-huh. This is it. Anyways, good times. Should we start the show? Yeah, let's do it. I think it's me. Yeah, it is. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite podcast with... You mean your favorite thing podcast? No, it's just your, it's, that, it's, this is their favorite podcast now. Oh, oh, okay. But With yeah, yeah, you're Wells right. and Brandy. Your favorite thing podcast. Your favorite podcast that's also called your favorite thing podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I was trying to yeah. say. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I was trying to say. One of my favorite things happened yesterday. Phil Mickelson, at the age of 50, won the PGA Championship at Kiowa on the ocean course. What? I mean, like, what? I know I know no one cares. I don't know anything about golf. 
Yeah, I know no one cares about this, but I care about it, and it's one of my favorite things. Phil Mickelson, lefty, basically Tiger Woods' counterpart. You know, it's like Larry Bird to Magic Johnson, or who's LeBron's, like, big rival? Maybe Kevin Durant? It's like Kevin Durant to yeah. LeBron James, I guess. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson is 50 fucking years old, and he just beat everybody yesterday. It was amazing. Wow. So anyways, it's given older people, like, meh, a reason to live. Isn't golf like an old people sport anyway? He's the, now the oldest major winner in history. There's only been like three guys who have done it like in their late 40s. He's definitely broken the mold. But dude, Interesting. With, with the way that like it works now, I feel like with people understanding eating habits and like working out and all that kind of stuff, I feel like, you know, Tom Brady, dude. Tom, Bra Tom Brady is, is like as old as my grandma. He's taking hot laps to Vaughn's to smoke cigs, I feel like, you know? <laughs> He's still out there killing yeah. it. Yeah, that's so, true. You know what's crazy is that Giselle makes all the money in that family. What do you mean? She makes substantially more money than Tom Brady. Yeah, but he also makes a lot of money. I know, but she makes a lot <laughs> more money. Sarah and I are the poor man's version of Tom and oh, Giselle. Oh, uh-huh. Whereas, like, I make money, but Sarah makes <laughs> money. <laughs> oh... Yeah, you're right. You know? When do you get to see Sarah again? Mm, July. That's so far. Oh, I know. Wow. It's the life. I mean, this is the longest you guys have been apart in a long time. For sure. Do you feel like it's been good for your relationship or bad or neither? I think it's good. I'm very content being alone. Like, I have no problem with it at all. I feel like COVID's fucked me because I'm like, I don't need to leave ever. Like, mm -hmm. yesterday I had a pool day with just the dogs. I had a blast. I saw. An absolute blast. It was one of the best days I had in a long time. I also think a little distance is good, is healthy. Like, I actually think that COVID making Sarah and I be together every single day, every hour of the day, mm -hmm. was actually not healthy for a relationship. I think that the mm -hmm. healthiest relationships are both people in the relationship are supportive of the other one's things and, like, are their biggest cheerleader. Like, go do that thing. Fucking go mm -hmm. kill it. Go Go to Ireland and film a television show like fucking rooting you on. I'm rooting you on from back here. Don't worry. I'm going to take care of everything. Don't need to worry about it. I want you to go and kill it. And also, like, I think that works in, in like, a micro scale. Like, go out with your friends. Go to a fucking concert. Get fucked up. Have a good time. You know, like, be smart or whatever. But, like, don't worry. I'll be at home and I'll be, you know, waiting for you. And I'll have a big Taco Bell waiting for you to get home. You know, like, I think that those <laughs> things are healthy. Like, you need to go yeah, do your I shit. Agree. So yeah, I for, completely agree. For me, I'm just so pumped that she's doing getting back to like doing the thing that she loves and is good at. And I think everyone was feeling it. This COVID depression was like a real thing. So. Mm -hmm. All right. YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with bowl and branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl & Branch sheets. 
I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bull and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing. We should probably talk about favorite things, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked about Phil Mickelson. <laughs> that doesn't count. Because no one knows who that is. Dude, yes, they do. I have a favorite story that I wanted to tell. About that? No. Oh, thank God. So, you know, like our wedding keeps on getting postponed and postponed. Mm -hmm. You know, every time I talk to any of my friends, they're like, what the fuck's happening with your wedding? You know, and I'm like, I don't know. I was literally thinking that today. I was like, I got to ask Wells when he's getting married. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> it's, it's either courthouse sitch that no one's going to know about or it's going to be 2022. <gasps> it's going to be one or the other. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Or both. You could do both. You could go to the courthouse now and then throw a big party and have a wedding in, in 2022. Okay, so can I then let me pivot away from the story I was going to tell. And I want to hear your thoughts on this because this is something that Sarah and I have talked about like ad nauseum. And I'm just not sure how I feel about it. Like my my mind is willing to be changed. I'm not like firm on this stance. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I never been married before. And I only want to get married one time. Yeah, the conversation has come up with like, let's just fucking knock it out and then have a, mm -hmm. and then do it like let down the road. Like, a, let's go to the courthouse, just get the marriage papers, all that kind of stuff for taxes, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, like in a year, let's get married and have all our friends there and have this big celebration. And my argument against that is this, but I'm also willing to change my mind. Because I've never been married before, I have a feeling that like, no matter what the setting is, whether it's a courthouse or it's in front of everybody, that first time I'm going to be overcome with emotion. I'm going to cry and it's going to be beautiful and I'm, I'm going to feel a certain way. That's great. And I think that, well, at least that's how I hope I react. Now, if we do that and then we have a big kind of wedding next year for everybody, I'm not going to have that reaction again. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes, for me, quite performative. Am I doing this for everyone else's benefit, not for my own? But this is supposed to be like a celebration of our love, not like wanting you guys to see my love. You know, like then I feel like then it's mm -hmm. a little bit of a fraud and I don't want that. Women have this fairy tale princess version of their wedding. Guys have that too. Like I, in my mind, I want all my boys around me. I want to be in a fucking badass tux. I want to like see <laughs> her walking down the aisle, cry a little bit. You know, I want to get drunk on the dance floor. You know, like I, I don't want that to feel performative. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm at a cross. It already feels like we're married. We bought a house together. We got these dogs. I don't know. What do you think? Because of what you just told me and the importance for you of like the feelings of it and all that. I kind of think you should wait and just have the wedding. Cause for me, I've always really liked the idea of like going to get married, go somewhere cool, do the darn thing with like one or two people there, whatever. And then come back and just throw a huge party, like reception type thing and just skip the whole wedding ceremony altogether. 
just because I don't really love wedding ceremonies. Like I just, I just don't, that's not, I've never really like dreamt about that. I've never like fantasized about that. It's just not something that's very important to me, but the party and the celebrating absolutely. But if you're saying the ceremony part is important to you, I kind of think it's worth just waiting. I mean, what's one more year paying taxes separately, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you guys already live together and like whatever. So I mean, going to the courthouse really isn't going to change much. So if, if really like having that ceremony and that party and everybody there to do all that with you guys is important, I think it's worth waiting. Which, by the way, we have talked about like taking, scooping up like four people, mm-hmm. going to Paris yeah. and doing it there, which <clears throat> I'm totally down for. Great. In a year, let's have some big party. What I don't want to do is I don't want to have that ceremony in a year. I'm I'm mm-hmm. fine doing it that way. I just don't mm-hmm. I just don't want to like walk down the aisle and all this stuff and being like this is all we're all we're acting here. We've already done this. Yeah. I, I, I but, get that. But also it's whatever Sarah wants to do. Happy to do whatever she wants to do. Back to the story that I wanted to tell. So my, you know, all my buddies are like, "When are they getting married? Like, what's going on?" And so my best friend Ryan was like, "What's going on?" I've been sitting on this story I want to tell at your wedding, and I want to embarrass you. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, every week I sit in front of a microphone and I tell embarrassing stories about myself to a lot more people than like the 50 assholes that are going to be invited to our wedding. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell the story on the podcast and just ruin your ability to tell this at my wedding. The year is 2005. We used to do this thing in college where, so I went to school in Mississippi, so, and my, and my best friend also went to school in Mississippi, but we we're both from the same hometown. His name's Ryan. And we'd do this thing where we would drive back to California at summertime <clears throat> and then together drive back out to Mississippi, you know, after summer's over, going back to school. And what we would do is, is that we had friends that were going to school all around the country. My buddy Paul went to school up in Lehigh, which is up in Pennsylvania in Bethlehem. So he would fly down to Memphis. Ryan and I would pick him up, and then we'd drive across the country, and then we'd go to we'd go to Boulder and pick up my buddy Matt and my buddy Alex, and we'd continue on west, going back to Monterey. So we're driving my Jeep Limited, which we called the Golden Shower, for reasons that will make sense in a little bit. We're going, okay. we're going through Lawrence, Kansas, which is where KU is, which actually Lawrence, Kansas, one of my favorite fucking places in the world. That place is dope. Go to the wheel, grab a burger, go, if you can get into Allen Fieldhouse, pay heed all who enter, beware of the fog. One of the best college sporting events you'll ever experience. So we get to Lawrence. We're driving around like fraternity row and the golden shower breaks down. Okay. We're in front of the Fiji house. Luckily, my buddy Paul is a fraternity member uh, at Fiji at the Lehigh chapter. So these oh, luckily, guys, luckily, yeah. So these guys come out, and my buddy Paul like throws in like the whatever the weird fucking handshake is to be like, I'm also part of this cult. And so they're like, Oh, that sucks. The golden shower broke down. So they help us like push it up the hill into a parking space, and they're like, You guys can stay here until your car gets fixed, and then you can oh, be on your way. Which was super dope and very nice of them. Mm-hmm. One guy was like, you can sleep in my bunk. I sleep at my girlfriend's house or whatever. So I was like, dope. I forget his name. I feel I feel terrible. I forget his name. <laughs> you know, we're there for a couple of days while the golden shower is getting fixed. And one morning, I kind of freak out. And, I, and I, I get down off the bunk and I run to the bathroom. And my buddy Ryan, who's sleeping in the bunk below me, he was like, what the fuck? 
what the fuck just happened? Nothing, 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 nothing happened, nothing happened. And, he, and so like the rest of the trip, he was like, what the fuck happened? Like, did you shit the bed? Like, did you pee the bed? Like what, what the fuck happened in that bunk? And so finally I had to admit that I had a wet dream in this guy's bed. Ew! <laughs> How old were you? I was in college. That is so not right. And so Ryan brings this up to me every time I hang out with him. Just like, hey, man, I remember that time you jizzed in someone else's Ew. bed? That is disgusting. <laughs> and to this day, I feel so bad about it. <laughs> nothing I can do. <laughs> just, I was having a fun dream. And then, uh, I ruined oh. this guy's bed and I couldn't be like, hey, I gotta wash your sheets because I just did <laughs> This was literally 15 years ago, and you're still holding on to this. I feel so bad. Whoa, fuck. I just need to get it out there, you know? I got to put it uh -huh. out in the universe and apologize to that guy. I'm sorry. That guy, I'm so his name we don't know. I don't know his name. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. And, like, I'm sure it just was, like, on the inside of my boxers, but, like, still. Ew. <laughs> Like nasty. I, oh god. Do girls have wet dreams? No. Yeah, they do. No, it's not a thing. It's gotta be a thing. I don't think it's a thing. You don't have sex dreams? No. Can you Google it? I mean, I don't know if I want this on my Can women have wet dreams? The short answer, yes. Yeah, they can, but do they is the question. Although women may not be aware of the occurrence of vaginal lubrication or wetness during sleep associated with the wet dream, it is thought that they also experience this phenomenon. Though women may also have wet dreams, the term is most oftenly used for men. See? Wet dreams, 12 things to know about sleep orgasms. I can't wait for somebody to be like, ask you some like make you take some quiz where it's like what was your last google search i know <laughs> no this is no when i like when i go missing and the cops come by they're gonna be like what was he looking at <laughs> anyways i'm just glad i got that off my chest mm -hmm. glad i got off my balls you know have you seen the new angelina jolie movie on hbo no you talked about it last week saying you were gonna watch oh, it okay I loved it. Yeah. I think it's called Those Who Wish Me Dead or Us Dead or something. Let me see. Yeah. This is the one that was like, it's a murder wrapped up in like a volcano fire. And not a volcano. Those Who Wish Me Dead is a 2021 American neo-Western action thriller film um, based on ooh, a novel of the same name. Didn't know. The film follows a boy who is one of the most incredible actors I've ever seen who witnesses the murder of his father and goes on the run with a smoke jumper, Angelina Jolie, in the Montana wilderness to escape a pair of assassins hired to silence him. So many things. Honestly, I loved it. Um, I watched it with my mom, and she was being a little critical of some, like, cliche things that I honestly just wouldn't really have noticed. Like, she was like, Angelina is wearing a wig and was, like, really bothered by that. And I was like, oh, maybe, I don't know. And then she, and then there's a scene, of course, where Angelina Jolie takes her shirt off and she's a, she's a firefighter or smoke jumper, I guess, technically, but she's like fights fires and she like takes off her uniform and has on this like white lacy bra. And my mom's like, wouldn't she be 
wearing a sports bra? Just like stuff like that, that I was like, mom, like who even, like, of course they're going to put her in a sexy bra. It's Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Like she's sexy as hell. And like things like that, um, where my mom just thought like they tried a little too hard to like lean into the like sexy role for her, but that's what she does. I mean, she is sexy. I, I wasn't bothered by it. But other than that, my mom did like the movie too. I loved it so much. I the little boy that I just we were talking about. He really is. Uh, I mean, Angelina Jolie's character is the main character, but like he, aside from her, like he is the main character in this movie, and he's so amazing. He's a great actor, and it's like it's good. It's action packed. I mean, people die, lots of shooting, set in Montana. That's so trendy right now. But like, love the like, love the you know where it was shot. It was beautiful. It's like this crime type thriller where these assassins are like chasing down this this boy and his dad so you have like that aspect of it but then there's also this like wildfire aspect of this wildfire coming in and so it's it's just like a lot going on but it, i loved it a lot i thought it was amazing the acting was great the guy that plays the sheriff who's angelina jolie's ex smoking hot so there's like lots of eye candy in this movie for everyone i just really enjoyed it tyler perry's in it he is in it. He's he's in like one scene. He plays like the boss of the assassins. Like he hires the assassins. They literally show him like once. The kid you're talking about, his name is Finn Little, which he's amazing. That's such a Hollywood name. Yeah, it is. Australian actor Finn Little. Oh, he's Australian. He's Australian. He's amazing. Not only was he a great actor, he's having a having to do an accent. He was great. Does it say how old he is in real life? They kind of don't tell people's ages anymore. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. You can be 96 and smoking cigs and ripping darts driving around Vons. You know? Whatever. <laughs> John Bernthal is in it. Who's he? He was like Punisher. He was in Wolf of Wall Street. He was in Walking Dead. He's the cop. The hot cop? Oh, yeah. He's the one that's smoking hot. Oh, yeah. He's in like a lot of stuff. He's hot. I watched a show called Houston recently that really liked and... It's so not a me show. It's more like is a- Is that the new Ryan Murphy show? Yes. I would uh-huh, assume- Uh-huh, Noah's obsessed with it. I would assume it's Ryan Murphy. I don't even know if that's true, but it is like the most Ryan Murphy shit ever. So yes, I would say. So it's Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is just such a good actor. It tracks Halston as he leverages his single invented name into a worldwide fashion empire that is synonymous mm-hmm. with luxury, sex, status, and fame- literally defining the era. So he's this gay fashion designer and it starts out with him designing a hat for Jackie Kennedy. He becomes famous for making hats because Jackie Kennedy wears his hats. And then it's like all about him like having to like reinvent himself as like a dressmaker because hats become out of fashion. And it's kind of like this like rags to riches story. I don't know, it's just really good. And Ewan McGregor is just like so good and so believable in it. And yeah, but I didn't know it was Ryan Murphy. But now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, of course, that's what that is. It's absolutely mm-hmm. what it is. So anyways, check it out. Yeah, a Net- lot of people have been talking about it lately. Yeah, Netflix. Good stuff. You teased it last week, but I went and watched it. The Woman in the Window. What'd you think? What did I think? I I really enjoyed it. It wasn't exactly like the Disturbia thing that we were thinking it was. The twist at the end is really good. I guess I didn't see it coming. I, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but uh, yeah, don't. Have you? Did you watch it? So I did not watch it because 
Tish watched it. Yeah. And, well, she couldn't even get through it. She said it was one of the worst things she's ever seen. Oh. She said it was so cheesy and absolutely terrible. She hated it. Also, Olivia Creedy hated it. And both of them have read the book. And I have heard that the book is phenomenal. Okay. So I think if you've read the book and you already know the story, I think you're probably going to hate the movie. But if you haven't read the book, like Wells, maybe it's worth watching. I can definitely see where they're coming from in that. They didn't do it justice or whatnot. I didn't hate it. I mean, Amy Adams obviously is very good. Gary Oldman is good. Julia Moore's in it, and she's great. Wyatt Russell is qu- like quietly becoming like a huge name in Hollywood. He's in like a- everything I see he's in now. He, like what else? In The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. He plays the new Captain America. Oh. And he's great in that. We did like a good Black Mirror. Uh, he was an Overlord, which was actually, I really liked Overlord. We talked about that a couple years ago on the, on the show. He's really good in this. I didn't hate it. If you haven't read the okay. book, it's worth a watch. Okay. Interesting. I started watching this documentary on Hulu called Sasquatch. Okay, stick with me. Stick with me here, guys. Sasquatch follows investigative journalist David Holthouse as he attempts to solve a bizarre 25-year-old triple homicide that was said to be the work of a mythical creature, Sasquatch. So, okay. So there's this guy, this David Holthouse, who is an investigative journalist who's done like a lot of like real substantial investigatory journalism. He infiltrated a a neo-Nazi group, became like a skinhead and like did this whole story on them. He infiltrated like this huge like drug ring and became like, like a drug dealer person to like investigate this drug kingpin stuff. And so... He's not like a crackpot is what I guess I'm trying to say. He's like a real life journalist, but he kind of looks like a crackpot. 25 years ago, he was just getting getting like into becoming an investigatory journalist. And he went and started was working at a uh, a legal pot farm up in like Mendocino up, you know, Humboldt area, Northern California, mm-hmm. where like they grow the best butter or whatever. So he's up there, you know, helping a harvest or whatnot. He tells a story of, you know, he was hanging out at this house and these two guys come in like covered in mud, like freaking out, talking to the owner of the property where they're harvesting the bud, being like, they're dead. They're dead. These, they're, they're all dead. And the owner of the pot farm being like, what are you talking about? And it's like, they've been gruesomely murdered, mutilated, ripped up. So you're thinking like, oh, you know, a rival gang came in there and shot everyone and stole the weed. And the guy, the guy's like, no, they left all the fucking weed. They were ripped up. It was, it was Bigfoot. It was Sasquatch. We saw the footprints, like all this stuff. So it sounds like a crazy, like tweaker fucking memory. Mm-hmm. And it very well could have been this investigatory journalist, like remembers this story, like nothing. So then that's what happens, and like they finish harvest and they leave or whatever. But now, twenty five years later, he's like, I want to go back and like look into this. And so it kind of goes down this like weird. I only watched the first episode. It's a three part docuseries, but it starts going down like this like kind of long and crazy road of a lot of people in the in the Pacific Northwest or in that area where there's just like a lot of like old growth redwoods and stuff believe that there is a Bigfoot and a Sasquatch out there. 
And so it just kind of goes down this road of like, did this Sasquatch do it? And then it turns in, I think then it starts turning into something else, which is also like a cool story. It's a Sasquatch story that's not really about Sasquatch. (laughs) I know that this sounds crazy. Maybe I am crazy. But all I'm saying is it was quite interesting. Really enjoyed the first episode, Sasquatch on Hulu. Check it out. It also like just came out last month. It's a show? It's a three-part docuseries. This sounds like something my dad would love. Oh, for sure. Blood? Right up his alley. Dude, tell blood about Sasquatch. Speaking of Sasquatch and crazy phenomenon, how about mm-hmm. like, okay, I've been touting the alien thing for a while and the UFOs and everyone, you know, thinks I'm, I think they think I'm crazy and whatnot, but how mm-hmm. about like how it's just out there now? The government's just like, yep, they're out yeah. there. Did you see that? The thing on 60 Minutes? I didn't see that, but like, I feel like it's been out there. How like, is no one talking about this? I don't, but no one was talking about, remember like a year ago in the height of COVID where yeah. we, everyone thought they were trying to like pivot away from how bad COVID was because they released all the video footage of the UFOs Yeah, and no one talked about it. Like no one's been talking about it. Dude. So the 60 minutes episode that aired, I guess like last week or whatnot, um, they talked to a bunch of these, I guess like Navy or Air Force pilots who have seen mm-hmm. a bunch of these things. And so they're asking this one pilot, I have no reason not to believe what this guy's saying. He doesn't seem like a crazy person. He seems like a fucking military pilot. And they're like, so how often do you see these, well, now they call them unidentified aerial phenomenons, UAPs. They're called UAPs now. I guess That's it's, weird. I guess because the stigma of UFO makes it sound crazy or whatever. So they wanted to like, I don't know, whatever. They called, and so it was like, how often do you see these? The motherfucker goes, every day, every day? You see UAP, you see UFOs, whatever, you see fucking Little Green Man every day? Wait, what? Also, I want to see just one. Just one day I want to see one, you know? And then maybe never yeah. again. I guess they have to, like, release all this information next month. And this may be crazy and we may not get anything, but, like, what if next month the government has to be like, yeah, so... You know how we've been, like, telling everyone who's, like, saying they've been, like, abducted or, like, seen crazy lights on the side that, like, they're crazy? So, yeah, no. Actually, no. That totally exists. And sorry we made you feel crazy. Uh, we gaslit you for the past uh, 100 years. But, uh, yeah, there's aliens. Also, what is that going to do to religions? Are religions going to freak out? Or are they going to, like, be like, yeah, of course. This confirms God's power. I don't know. I was thinking about that. Like, yeah, are religious people going to freak like out? I feel like they'll probably... Probably try to be like, yeah, we knew about it all along. Like, yeah, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I don't know how you how you kind of like wrap your brain around it. I don't either. But anyways, I think next month we're going to be like, yeah, aliens are real. Let's do it. Oh, my God. OK, my question, though, is if they're seeing them every day, every day, how come you haven't seen one? Like, know. how come we haven't seen them? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, like, put on my tinfoil hat here. But I do think that, like, if you have a, a ship that's able to traverse galaxies and you know, defy the laws of physics. You probably have like some sort of like invisibility cloak, you oh know? Oh boy. Well, I'm just saying that could probably exist. So I think the reason why they see a lot of them that we don't see them is because they see them on like radar and stuff where it's, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's not, um, or, or infrared and stuff. So you, yeah, visually like you can't see them. Eye looking at the sky. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And apparently like they're in the sea. What? What do you mean? Like in the sky over the ocean? No. Like if you go start Googling all these UFO things, they have videos of UFOs coming out of the ocean. What? Yeah, dude. Are you sure it's not CGI? I'm telling you, man. Next month. Next month, we're just going to know that the aliens exist. 
I'm down. I mean, we need something to talk about. Like, but here's the thing, like the way that our country is working right now, I feel like half the country would be like, man, that's just Antifa fucking. Oh, for sure. That's QAnon, man. That's black ops and that ain't real. That's trying to disguise, that's trying to trick us from knowing the real problem, which is government. You know, like it's going to be some, oh, it's going to be so annoying because it's going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel it's like. It's going to be the new political thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when does The Bachelorette come back? June Soon, 7th. Right? June 7th. All right, we're getting close. Yeah. Getting close. I need some batch tea in my life. I got a fave thing that's not an ad, but it's going to sound like an ad. But to our okay. producers, maybe you should go like pitch these people for us to do ads for them because I really do love this product. Okay. Have you been seeing on Instagram, has anyone been trying to like sell you a pan that seems like it can do everything? No. For whatever reason, I, mean, I think it's because I cook a lot. Um, mm-hmm. at targeted ads. There was this pan company called Our Place Pans. It's like kind of a deep pan that you can also steam vegetables in, and there's also like a wooden spoon that like hooks on to the handle. I've been seeing it and like telling Sarah like oh, this pan looks smoking cool, <laughs> and so she got it for my birthday. I gotta say, it is so badass. Like this pan, it's so badass, like so nonstick. I know this sounds stupid, but like, it's so great. Uh, I like, uh, you are old. I got nothing to tell you other than like, it's phenomenal. Oh, and the other thing that I learned on TikTok that uh, I'm like into, like, it's so good. The mayo ramen. Have you made that or have you seen that? No. Do you eat ramen? I still eat ramen. No. Mayo and ramen together sounds disgusting. I know, but I'm telling you. Okay, so this is what you do. I'm not kidding you. It's the fact that I was eating ramen a different way. Like, what was I ever thinking? But I still eat ramen. No shame. It's a byproduct from when I was poor, and I love it. still delicious. So this is what you do. You cook your ramen like normal, like boiling water or whatnot, in a bowl. You put the ramen, you know, like the seasoning packet in a bowl. Mm -hmm. You put an egg in. Ew. You put in like... Two tablespoons of mayonnaise. Ugh. You cut up some chives. You throw in some sriracha. And then you throw in like maybe a quarter cup of the boiling water. And you mix that up. And then you then you put the noodles into that mixture and mix it all together. Holy shit, man. Holy I shit. don't know. No, I, I know you don't know. Because I saw that. I was like, mm, I don't know about this. This might be gross. But I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do this one night and I got, what else am I doing? And like, oh, if I, if it sucks, then like, what have I lost? 79 cents of ramen. (laughs) Oh my God, guys. It was amazing. Go make it. Seriously. I think I'll pass and just take your word for it. All right, fine. Whatever does it for you. Just try it. Not ramen and eggs and mayonnaise. I I know. I know what it sounds like. Just try it one night. Do you you have any ramen with you? No, I'm an easy Mac kind of gal. You got anything else? I might have some Muzak. You got some Muzaks? I got some Muzaks. You got some Muzak? Yeah. Was it you that's a big Teddy Geiger fan? I was back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MTV days. I don't know if you remember. It was it was a while back where I was like, "Do you have you ever heard of Sylvanesso? And you were like, no. And then I started playing some Sylvanesso for you. And you're like, oh, I like this. Anyways, I saw that Sylvanesso and Teddy Geiger have a new track out called Numb. Oh. And I was digging on it. So. Here. Here you go.
That's numb by Teddy Geiger and Sylvanesso. That's Bybee. Yeah, good vibes. Vance Joy has a new song out. I love him. And it's classic Vance. Like, don't get, you know, don't go thinking it's going to be some new sound and whatever. It's just good old Vance Joy, but it's it's called Missing Peace, and I love him. How about how there's Vance Joy and Foy Vance? <laughs> I know. It's a little confusing. <laughs> like someone, that's like when when two people show up at the uh, party wearing the same thing. It's like, someone's got to go with change. You know, like, come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> this this isn't gonna work for anybody. <laughs> All right, missing pieces. Wasted days, summer's golden haze in our eyes, lifting you above the breaking waves. Memories floating back to my mind. You say. You're right. It is very Vance Joy, and it is classic. Really good. <laughs> I know he's so good. I mean, why fix something I mean, that's not broken? You exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, my other one is a little more upbeat. Mike Posner put out a song with Black Bear, and I love I love all Black Bear stuff. It's called Jealousy. You're early on this one. It's only got seventy thousand listens. Oh no, seven hundred thousand. <laughs> Still not that much though. I dig on that one for sure, bro. Baby. Baby. Love it. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. Some Patreon business to get through. Vern's got a couple shout outs we got to do. Oh, yay, my fave. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, we must have a lot of Patreon members because I feel like I've been doing this for a very long time. You have. Yeah. All right. Okay. Vern is back on your favorite thing, radio program time for erotic grandpa shout outs to our favorite listeners shout out to antoinette s from tennessee do you think hey. that do you think that is how, how is that antoinette am i saying that right i think so that is a name from <laughs> 1742 <laughs> who the fuck is named antoinette these days <laughs> Oh, my God. We love you. Also, shout out to Jamie R. from Oregon. Jamie spelled with a Y. We get it. You're cool and different because you spelled it with a Y instead of an I. Also, shout out to Laura G. from California. Shout out to Sarah M. from Nevada. Ooh, I like Nevada. Vegas, baby. I once, I'll be there this weekend. I once contracted syphilis from a hooker in Vegas. Lovely. Luckily, it was right after World War II and we had penicillin. Shout out to Brooke B. from Texas. And shout out to Teresa. Teresa. Oh, it looks like Tressa. Tressa. 
That's what it looks like. Tressa can wear a dresser, I remember. She's from New York. Also, shout out to Cassandra from New Jersey. Cassandra and Rebecca H. from Ohio. Have you ever been to Ohio? I have, many a time. What do you do in Ohio? I horse show in Ohio. Oh. I also, as a kid, used to go to, was it called King's Island? King's, some theme park. I don't think I've ever been to <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> I don't think, or Ohio. Anyways, uh, shout out to Robin C. from Michigan. Mm -hmm. Michigan. A lot of, we have a lot of middle Americans on this show. It's just very nice. We do. Also, shout out to Ashley Benson from Tennessee. Probably not Ashley Benson. Ashley B. <laughs> Ashley B. from Tennessee. Yes, that rhymes. And I think that we can say this might be one of the first male Patreon members, Michael N. from Washington. Wow, do you think he's real? No, I think that the producers put this in to make us feel better about <laughs> the diversity on the show but really michael Honestly. n doesn't exist and probably it's Mich it's probably a typo it's michelle n from washington <laughs> and there you have it there it is okie dokie well i think we did it we did it we did the damn thing you know what what you know what you're forgetting what you're forgetting that this podcast comes out on my birthday this week oh it does you're right the 26 right yep yeah, I got it on Cal. I'm not gonna get you anything because mm -hmm. you didn't get me anything. <laughs> I did post on your birthday. You did. And you... I see I saw that a lot of people posted, and last year you complained that no one posts on your birthday. Yeah, well, so the squeaky wheel gets the grease, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post on your birthday, but happy birthday, Brandi! Thanks, Wells. I'm not going to ask how old you are because you don't look a, <sighs> a day over 23. I was going to say 24. I think I'll just stick with that from now on. Yeah. It's a good age. Mm -hmm. Um, To that guy that I uh, had a wet dream in your bed, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I almost forgot about it. Well, my bad, bro. I mean, it happens. I can't control my body sometimes. All right, guys, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. Did you hear that slogan? Uh-huh. You can't be good, be good at it. I heard it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to the Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.